Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach. Happy Mama Truth Monday, mamas. It's Amy Ehlers here, the Wake Up Call Coach, back with another Mama Truth Show. This week, I'm going to be talking about overnight sleep away summer camp, the good, the bad, and the beautiful. So (laughs) if you didn't catch the interview that I did on September 4th with my beloved oldest daughter, Annabella, who just turned 10, you may want to tune into that. I've been getting some wonderful feedback. Thank you so much for those of you that um, posted on my Facebook wall or shot me an email or posted in the Mama Truth Circle. I even got a Voxer from one of my clients like, oh my gosh, that was really fun and a little bit of a nail biter for me because you just never know what the heck your kids are going to say. And I just, in true Mama Truth show fashion, I needed to not edit anything. (laughs) So it was quite a, um, a an experience of letting go for me. And I I just wanted to point you to that show because I think you'll really understand the essence of my sweet daughter, Annabella. So this past summer in the month of August, Annabella went to sleepaway camp for the very first time. And she went to this incredible sleepaway camp that's actually an outdoor education center during the school year up in Northern California. And she went, thank goodness, with her cousins. She has um, two older cousins that have been going for years to this camp. And then she went with her two other cousins that are also going into fifth grade or fifth graders now. And so that made it easier. And also her BFF came with her as well, as she would say. So that made it a little easier. But it was a really interesting experience for me, mamas, I have to say, because holy bejesus, talk about letting go, right? And how motherhood really is the process of letting go. And it's interesting because as a kid, I never went to sleepaway camp. I did day, only did day camp. Sleepaway camp wasn't really even an option that my parents considered. And yet when I was surveying my various friends, when I would say, oh, Annabella's going to sleepaway camp this year, they'd be like, oh my gosh, it was the best time of my life. Like just so many beautiful memories of sleepaway camp. And I did have one friend that was like, oh my God, I had the worst time ever. So I was like, okay, I pray that that does not happen to my child. But it was really fascinating because she, the minute that we signed her up for sleepaway camp, because she's been wanting to go for the last couple of years. And I was like, you know what? Let's wait until you're going into the fifth grade. That felt like the right timing for her and for us. And so we, you know, we signed her up in January and then all of a sudden, like she's always been one of those kids that when she goes to sleepovers at friends' houses, she's like gone for since she was really young and always was the like the the one friend that would stay. I remember one year in second grade, one of her friends had a little slumber party with like five friends and everybody ended up calling their parents and going home except for Annabella. Like that was the kind of kid that she was with sleepovers. And you know, since she was born, like we, I'm so fortunate that I have my mom and dad close by and my sisters close by. So, you know, she's had experiences spending the night over at relatives house since an early age. And so she was just one of those troopers when it came to sleepovers, which I was so grateful for. Because I, on the other hand, when, when I was a little girl, I was not. I was always the one that was calling my parents to come home and scared and wanted my mom and dad and all that stuff. So the minute that we signed her up for sleepaway camp, she suddenly had this experience 
of wanting to come home during sleepovers. And she would just totally psych herself out. And it became this thing for her around the anxiety of what do I do? So we started really working with some tools around what she can do if she gets scared. And we started really using sleeping over at friends' houses as the practice ground and the playing field for her practicing of what she was going to do at summer camp if she got scared. And so we gave a lot of tools. I actually had her, which I highly recommend if your child has anxiety about whatever it is, of having them actually make a list of different tools they can use in the moment that the anxiety came up. So she had different tools like, you know, rub her blankie on her face and smell her blankie and feel more safe at home, right? Because this is the thing about a fifth grader and a 10-year-old is part of them is really wants to be grown up and be this tween that's out in the world, you know, being this young lady. And the other part of them is still like has a blankie and has stuffies, as she calls her stuffed animals, right? So it's just this interesting thing, this this paradigm of part of her wants to be really grown up and part of her still is this little kid. And so, you know, her blankie made it onto the list, doing some EFT or tapping made it onto the list. She also talked about writing in her journal. Um, she talked about having a flashlight with her so that she could read a book to try to get more sleepy. She talked about putting her hand on her heart and imagining that mommy was there. She has this thing too, where since she was really little, when she would have trouble going to sleep, I'd say, just close your eyes and let sleep find you. And that she was like, I'm going to tell myself, close what my mommy say, close my eyes and let sleep find me instead of trying to go to sleep. Right. Um, a friend of mine gave me that trick and I just was like, oh, that's so brilliant because it just relaxes you of like, okay, sleep is going to find me. I don't need to find it. Really cool. And then, of course, doing the three-step process, the wake-up call three-step process, asking what her inner mean girl is saying, and then asking, you know, closing her eyes and asking what her inner wisdom knows, and then putting her hand on her heart and repeating back what her inner wisdom knows. She also had on her list, go and get a camp counselor when it came to camp or go and get her friend's mom or dad if she's doing a sleepover at a friend's house. I also got her this really great aromatherapy called Night Night. (laughs) And so we got aromatherapy. And so we practiced putting it in the palm of her hand and rubbing it and then sniffing it and being able to really inhale that aromatherapy. And we talked about how that was magical because it can help like what it does in the brain aromatherapy and what how it can relax all of the different neurons in her brain and really bring down the oxytocin and like getting scientific about it. So she had this list that she could go to, which really, really helped. So I was really being her mama coach, right, leading up to her going away to camp. And like the biggest thing about being at sleepaway camp is that you don't have any contact with your kid. So we drop her off on a Monday, pick her up on a Friday. So four nights, five days with no contact. Obviously, they will call you if something's wrong. So they like the camp, of course, is used to dealing with parents like me that are concerned. And they are like... um, no news is good news. Just know that no news is good news. And it was going to be really hot. It was like 110 one day when she was at camp. And they're like, listen, these kids are so worn out by the time the night comes. We stay up late because they do these all these campfire rituals and do skits in front of the campfire and songs and all this amazing stuff, like the most wholesome stuff ever, right? <laughs> so they do that. And they stay up till 10 o'clock at night, which is hours after Annabella's normal bedtime. They're like, the kids are really tired and they usually conk out. They can't, like, even if they had a moment of fear, they just conk out because they're so tired and it's hot and all of that stuff. So, um, and then I could send a care package or a letter and then I could send a fax, but she can't respond. So I don't know. So 
I dropped her off at camp. We had an amazing ride up to camp because the camp is about two and a half hours away. It was just her and I. And it was so sweet because she had her iPad or whatever. We had the iPad in the car. And she turned to me and said, Mommy, I don't want to play with the iPad. I just want to talk to you because I'm going to really miss you. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. So we talked a lot about being your own best friend on the car ride up. We talked about looking out for kids that might be feeling left out or feel homesick. We talked about being a good ally to friends. We talked a lot about how to listen to her inner wisdom, that if something doesn't feel right, if a person doesn't feel right, because of course, all of that paranoia comes up as a mom when you're being like, bye, see you in four days. So we talked about all of that. And from, you know, safety plan, what she could do, what she could do if she was really homesick and how she could call me and I would come and get her if she got really homesick. Her Nana and um, Bapa, which are my mom and dad, were going to be just 20 minutes away staying up at my sister's cabin that was close by to where the camp is. So we really dug into that. And I just think that, you know, and and having compassion for herself and really what she could do to be her own best friend. And we went over the list and it was just honestly one of those sacred conversations that I will cherish forever. And gosh, just had me just love that kid so much more. So then I get to the camp and I stay for a while and they're like singing songs and all this stuff. And then most of the kids bus up to the camp. So there was like the drop-off kids that were there. Her best friend was there with her mom. So we were there and then they started playing Wham, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. And her and her best friend are dancing. I got her like set up in her bunk and got her bunk all made with her. And then the buses arrive. And then I'm like, honey, I think it's time for me to go. And she gives me this big hug and looks at me and says, I kind of want you to go, but I kind of want you to stay. (laughs) Oh my gosh, mamas, I just get choked up. And I was like, me too, honey, me too. And I was like, you're going to do great. So I drop her off and then I get in my car and I lose it. (laughs) I'm just like blaring my radio and really... um, feeling all of my anxiety, which I was, you know, doing all of that mama bear coach stuff to help her with her anxiety. But then all of my anxiety came up. And I swear to God, (laughs) for the four nights, every night I woke up like three to four times a night, worried that she was homesick, worried that she was dehydrated. I was very concerned about the dehydration and that she wasn't going to drink enough water and then she was going to get a headache. And like, I mean, it was just wild, the sense of worry and the sense of anxiety that I felt. I would feel into her all the time. I would just imagine what she was doing in those moments. It was really a nail biter for me, as I like to say, like, oh my gosh. And I made it through. I sent a huge welcome package, which I learned in a four-day camp, you really kind of need to send the welcome package the day that they leave so that they get it on like the second or third day. But I got it up there on like the second to last day. It arrived. I sent her a fax one day just telling her how much I love her. We took pictures. I took a picture of Evie holding a sign, we miss you, Annabella, all of that. I sent her like a fan and I sent her, actually, it was really funny. I sent her this handheld fan that like sprays water, but it didn't have batteries and I didn't didn't realize it. And so she had no batteries, so she couldn't use it, which she was really bummed about when she got it. But, you know, I sent her the care package, whatever. And I was a mess, honestly, for those four days. I was a mess. I was just like, I feel really agitated. I I miss her so much. I've never been not in contact. I've been away for business trips and speaking gigs and all that stuff. But I had never been away and not been able to FaceTime with her, which as a mom has been a godsend to FaceTime with your kids when you're gone away from them. So I go, finally, the day comes for me to pick her up from camp. 
And I arrive there. I'm there early. Of course, there's a bunch of parents that are there early and we're waiting. And they come out. They've been in like the center doing their closing ceremony with each other. And I see her walking up to me and she's sobbing. And I'm like, oh no, this was the worst. I should have never sent her. Of course, my like heart drops and she comes up to me and I hug her and I'm like, hi. I'm like, okay, did you not have a good time? And she's like, mommy, I don't want to leave. Bawling, bawling her eyes out because she does not want to leave. She had had the best time of her life, truly. Still talks about how much she misses camp every single day, Month, you know, um, over a month later, which for a 10-year-old is a big deal. And it was just so amazing. She grew up so much during those four days and became even more self-reliant. I have the sweetest picture of her and her camp counselor that was in her dorm with her, both of them sobbing. I mean, just the sweetest thing you have ever seen. And she just talked about how you could just be yourself and like we would break into dance breaks all the time, mommy, you would have loved it. And we would break into song and sing at the top of our lungs. Like, I just feel like she had this experience of being even more fully herself. She wants to go for two weeks next summer. You know, she is just in love with this camp and just feels like she got to experience this new more vibrant, more 100% herself version of herself. So that, my darling ones, is my experience of sending my 10-year-old daughter to sleepaway camp. And I have to say, it really was an incredible experience for her and a really incredible experience for me as a mom to manage that agitation and that missing and that lack of contact and that letting go. Oh my gosh, we have so much letting go to do. It's incredible. So with that, dear mamas, I'm sending you off for a beautiful Mama Truth Monday. I hope you have a great week and I'll be back next week. In the meantime, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, mamas. Did you know that Amy has a new ebook out? It's called Sacred Self-Care for Moms. Seven steps to nurturing yourself so you can be the mom you were born to be. And you can receive your free copy by going to sacredselfcarebook.com. That's sacredselfcarebook.com. And please don't keep the Mama Truth Show a secret. The biggest compliment you can give is to share the Mama Truth Show with your loved ones and write a review on iTunes. Until next time, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. <laughs>